Way back when God was creating the universe and thinking about whether inventing men and women was a good idea or not, my fantasy mind couldn't help but imagine a conversation he had with fate. You know, fate, God started. I'm going to create something called mankind, but I don't want them to get too smart too fast, otherwise it could end up in a complete disaster. So I need something to impede the development of their intelligence. Any ideas? Fate thought carefully for a moment, then replied, How about if you put something called love into each one of them? I can do my fate thingy and put people together so when they do fall in love, they will act so stupidly and irrationally that you will have your natural deterrent to the growth of intelligence. God ruminated for a short while and then declared, Think you might have something there, Fate. It would be like the death thing that I will implement. Before each human gets too developed, I will simply smite them. Except with love, I won't have to do anything. Humans will just shoot themselves in the foot when they fall head over heels in love with each other and will act like idiots. A few days later, I received a call late in the afternoon from the Valentino that I had met at the bar and where I learned his name was Alex Walker. His charm was undeniable, but without the benefit of alcohol in my system, I was able to sidestep his overtures and put him off. Nevertheless, a few days later, he called again, and I have to admit his persistence and allure began to wear me down, but yet again, I was able to resist his advances. Finally, a week later, my intrigue was piqued, and I agreed to go out with him. We chose a charming cafe with soft music playing in the background and an atmosphere that encouraged intimate conversation. Laughter filled the air throughout the evening, punctuating the moments of shared humor and joy. We traded jokes, funny anecdotes, and lighthearted banter, effortlessly building a comfortable rapport. Alex was an attentive listener and appeared genuinely interested in every word I spoke. There were small gestures throughout the evening that made my heart skip a beat. And in the back of my mind, I wondered if I was ready to move on from Lincoln. It sure felt that way, as Alex was the perfect gentleman when he walked me home, and then said goodnight. The next few dates were just as wonderful as the first, and I began to feel a warmth that I hadn't felt in a very long time. And as time passed, our connection grew stronger, and I couldn't help but wonder if I was falling in love with Alex. And now months had passed, and I hadn't really seen any signs of the Valentino persona that I had first been so wary of back at that nightclub. When Natalie and I got together for dinner one night, I asked her if we could have been wrong about Alex, and that he was actually the wonderful man he seemed to be. Cats, Natalie started. You and I both saw what we saw at the bar that night. Alex is a narcissist who loves the attention he gets, especially from women. Maybe you don't see it, but look more closely. Does he work late when it doesn't make sense, say, on a weekend? Does he say he has to go out of town on business a lot? Does something always come up and he has to cancel at the last minute? Jeez, thanks for sugarcoating at that. Tell me how you really feel. I replied somewhat sarcastically, but I've always known Natalie was terrific at analysis and reading people. And from that night, seeds of doubt began to sprout in my mind. 
Good grief. Had I gone against my every instinct, my every rational thought, and was stupidly dating a man who was completely wrong for me? In fact, wrong for pretty much every woman in the free world. Sure enough, and not long after, Alex called to say he had to cancel dinner because the boss needed him for a client meeting, but would make it up to me in spades the next night. I forgot to remind him that my hospital shift was starting tomorrow, so we couldn't get together. But when I called back to tell him, his assistant said he had just left the office and would be gone for the rest of the day. When I asked, doesn't Alex have a client meeting with the boss? His assistant replied that Mr. Davis, Alex's direct report, was on holidays and wouldn't be back till next week. I mumbled something like, oh, sorry, I must have my weeks mixed up and disconnected. And that was the beginning of the spiral downward. The arguing started innocently enough, with my suspicions sometimes pacified and sometimes devolving into heated arguments. He took more and more calls at odd hours, but explained away as a critical product rollout strategy for his client. Our time together often ended with me accusing him of something and him deflecting or pointing the finger right back at me. In retrospect, all the warning signs Natalie had identified were there, but I had conveniently dismissed them, and the relationship I thought Alex and I had built became a battlefield of hurtful words and broken promises. The truths that I sought from him were anything but. Love had become a war between us, and I was planning my retreat.